Okay, deep breath in. And out. Get in trouble. Hi guys. <laughs> Hi guys. No wait, let me try again. Hi guys. That was perfect. My name's Remy. This is um Serena. Say hi Serena. Hi, welcome back. Episode two, baby. Woo! So um we've had a lot of really positive feedback from the first one. So this is us catering to our family, friends and fans. And this is episode two. Welcome. Woo! My name's Remy. Um, I have two dogs. I have two sisters and I am a Libra. <laughs> fair. That's really fair. I'm Serena. Um, I'll give you movement context because I don't think I did that very well in the last episode. Um, 2020, crazy year. Um, was on the Muscura as Gisborough, which was fun. Um, and I also led AL. That's me. Yes. Um, and going into this year, it's you know unclear what will be the situation. But for now, I'm passionate and, <laughs> <laughs> and the vibes are still really high. So that's, that's what matters. Um, Remy's also actually in year 12 now. So yeah. Just letting everyone know. Thanks for telling them, Serena. It's a really important fun fact. I'm in fact in year 12 now. It's what happens the year after you do year 11, <laughs> usually. All right. So we're going to give a bit of a recap of the last episode. Cool. Last episode was about um, reclamation of words. So we like um, talked about a few words like that... Um, revolve around the queer community and discussed like what their um, meaning is and the definitions and why we've reclaimed them and if they've fully been reclaimed and you know big converse and topics around that um go give it a listen because it's really fucking good yeah we covered a lot of kind of basics and (laughs) it's fine um it is really good yes we covered a lot of basics and um definitions um, and concepts such as internalized homophobia um, and how that might be how that might stem from history and where these um, like derogatory terms come from so it was a good kind of starting point for these conversations Um, and on that just a disclaimer that obviously Remy and I are not professionals um, and what we're talking about on these podcasts is just purely from our experiences and from our passion to learn more about it and um yeah, from what we have educated ourselves on. Um, but obviously everybody has their own unique experiences with their sexuality and with their queerness. Um, so we welcome anybody, any walk of life to come and listen and share their thoughts. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So today we're going to be going over a few things. Um, we're going to start with like a funny segment sort of thing about um, gay vibes. Stuff. You'll see. <laughs> It's great. Um, we'll do a bit of news, um, get everyone informed and nice and knowledgeable. Then we'll go through a few questions that we've got from a few different sources, um, like a you can't ask that sort of thing. We're going to answer them to the best of our abilities. Got a few statements to go over. And um, we've also got a few special guests today. Ooh. So you've got to like stay and find out because they're amazing. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, Yes. Okay. So our first segment 
is um, I'm not sure if anybody has seen um, the TikTok trend that is like, you kind of have to be on gay TikTok to like know this, <laughs> I think. Um, but it's basically like a bunch of things that give, it's like, it's like random things that give off gay energy for no apparent reason. Like it kind of just makes sense without it being discussed. Um, with, with the examples that we came up with, like we're not, um, categorizing or like boxing any concept into like being gay or the assumption that something's gay. Um, but we mean this like it's really lighthearted um, and more just like something that we thought was funny um, and really random. And also just we live in a world that there is huge assumptions on what's straight and that people are straight. So we thought we'd reclaim that. Flip it on its head. <laughs> um, Put some things out there. The opposite. <laughs> Kick us off. Kick us off. Friend. Okay. So the first one <laughs> that we, we've, you know, we've had a few discussions of, of this topic and um, I think we've come to the conclusion that evolution itself like i don't know the idea that like things just keep on evolving you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe we just list them okay so we've got evolution yeah but you're just gonna get slam packed with these and no time to think yeah evolution go harry potter hermione certain subjects in school like philosophy and history yeah agreed um good notes like note taking from school or uni yeah can relate to that one um personally um also um like mysterious named spotify playlists like i just feel like it's a super like Like every single spotify playlist i have the weirdest name ever (laughs) the weirdest name ever okay um and then like texting people who are in the same room as you so like someone's like literally across the room from you and you text them something that's like that gives off gay vibes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, gay vibes. Um, okay, so yeah, they were the list that we had. We had plenty more, and I reckon like this list could be definitely increased significantly. Um, so yeah, please, please let us know if you have any more concepts or ideas that you think give off gay vibes for no real reason. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a thing. I think it's like interesting to vibe something without even having the explanation or the words to put to it. Um, okay. News? Oh. So. News? <laughs> yeah, we think yeah, we think it's important to like on these spaces to bring kind of like a bit of a global aspect to what we're talking about and like what's happening in the real world right now, like within politics and within other countries and in dominant countries such as America, um, especially with Biden just coming in um, with a completely different stance on LGBTQ. I plus matters. So. Cool. So um, one that we found that we thought was pretty cool when um, Biden's rejection of Trump's trans military ban is um, a really good step in the right direction for everyone. Mm. Um, Yes, I think that like it says a lot for Biden to reject something that was outwardly um, transphobic and um, do it quite quickly as well. So I think that Obviously, America and Biden has a long way to go in terms of, um, yeah, LGBTQI plus rights um, and representation within military structures and just law in general. Um, But definitely a a positive, definitely positive, definitely positive. We definitely want that to have been rejected. Um, We also have 
um, the US Supreme Court ruling as significant for civil rights as same-sex marriage. Um, yeah, so that's kind of another defeat for the Trump administration. Um, <laughs> yes. Jinx. Um, <laughs> European nation bans gay conversion therapy for under 18-year-olds. Um, good. It says here that Germany has become the latest country to ban gay conversion therapy for those below the age of 18, which is kind of crazy. Um, and Mardi Gras coming up. Woo! Woo! Celebration of this the queer community globally, and that's an amazing time and a really important time. Um, yeah, I think I think just like bringing this con- bringing these things is really important. Um, also. There's always things out there. There's awesome Instagram pages to follow if you want to keep in the loop of um, what's happening in the world because there's always things happening. It's a big movement and there's a big demand and pressure on it as well. Um, Any other thoughts on that, room? Yeah. We're going to try, obviously, if you guys like this one as much as the last one and we have more episodes, we'll try keep on bringing you some new news. Mm. New news. Yeah, I think that's like, I mean, we could also like analyze like how it's weird sometimes when like the most um, like we think simple things are like being discussed so intensely within politics. Like when I, when I say simple, I mean it like it should be a basic human right. A lot of the things that are so tossed back and forth, even just like same sex marriage. Um, so it's like weird to like p- politicize your rights and like politicize your experience your sexuality and your experience um and it doesn't necessarily have to be political but i i think that there's sometimes a weird like there's a weird um dynamic of like your sexuality and then how the world and how like countries talk about it and how it's represented in law and in yeah in these kind of and in like elections and like all those kinds of things like it's a huge talking point which is kind of hard but important but confronting but weird yeah, it's a weird thing to go through. Also, the the that we're like celebrating news that like reminds us of how like bad like some countries have it. Like mm. the one about like gay conversion therapy for under under eighteen year olds. Like that's amazing that they've banned it. But like, mm. what about over eighteen year olds? What about like a few days ago when it wasn't? Like yeah. things that we have to remember. Mm-hmm. And also that like we like the idea of like trauma and like intergenerational trauma potentially as well like something that carries out throughout history is like the um discrimination towards people who define as define themselves as queer or or whatever with or like whatever within the spectrum of being yeah being queer um like how does that manifest in today's society um and like within culture and I think that it's like always there I think we spoke about it a little bit in the other episode first episode in like yeah how these experiences from years ago still affect people's lives today and how it's still being manifested just differently yeah Agreed. preach cool so now we're gonna like hop into um another bit of the questions that we've gotten um, we're just going to like discuss these, um, honestly, again, just to remind her that we, um, aren't professionals and this is just our opinions and can be of help to you guys, um, or interesting just for you guys to like listen to and understand. Yes. Um, 
Do you want to maybe explain like where these questions came from? Yeah, so um, I was just um, on a camp where I ran um, like a power course sort of thing that's like a few hours across a few days where you like delve into like a topic and like learn it um, into like deeper context. And I ran one with um, two other mods, Ricky and Timmy, and we talked about the idea of compulsory heterosexuality, which is the idea that like um, everything, like the society that we live in, everything's assumed to be straight until it's not um, and how that impacts our lives. But um, we, at the end, we did like a Q&A sort of thing. We got a bunch of um, questions and these are a few of those. Um, yeah. So uh, on that note, we welcome our first guest, Ricky Myerson. Hi, I'm Ricky. I led Safar. I'm in Shavit. I'm also really passionate. <laughs> Who knows where this year will take me? <laughs> Shut up. Um, okay, so maybe what we'll do is we have some yeah anonymous questions from the Power Course on FedCamp, um, and maybe we'll just like read them out. And Ricky, maybe you can kind of respond um, what you think and what your thoughts are, and also feel free to share. Um, about your experiences, if you feel comfortable too, and then me and Rem can kind of go off you. Cool. Um, is this it? Yeah. All right, so one, first question number one. When queer people say that they've found their people, in like quotations, what do they mean by that? Um, very interesting question. I think that... Hmm. I think that basically means when you find like a community or a safe space where you can kind of be who you are and be around people who are similar to you, whether that be those who question their sexuality or gender or identity anyway, it's just kind of like a space to feel comfortable um, and I guess just normalizing being queer. Um, and I guess when you like find your people, it's kind of like when you, I guess it's like, it's hard because it, it goes into like that normally everyone is straight and you have to go and seek outside externally from mm. maybe typically a private Jewish school where it's like not very common. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it can be a struggle for some and people are still looking out, like trying to find people like them, but it can also be um, really cool just like being brought up in that kind of space and not having to necessarily find your people, just having those people. Mm. Um, thoughts? Yeah, for me, it's sort of like, I, like, I'm surrounded by such amazing friends and, like, an amazing family who, like, um, totally allies and, like, there's nothing wrong with, um, like, the way that, like, my relationships with them, but, like, the finding your people thing stems from, like, people that have the similar experiences. Like, yeah, my friends um, understand and they know the way, like, that I live my life and they um, are totally supportive, but they can't we don't have those conversations because they can't relate. They can't experience the same things that I do, hence finding other people who do. And that's like a really positive thing for people growing up and then even the other way around, like for someone else to like understand someone else's experience. It's also really positive. And if you are in senior, so basically from nine to 12 and looking for a safe queer space, Hubbo is facilitating that this year uh, where it will be kind of... A informal structure we come you don't necessarily have to know what your sexuality or gender is it's just if you're questioning or 
um, just don't feel that you're heterosexual or cisgender. Um, and it's basically a space where there will be some bugs to be there, but it's kind of self-run. Remy can speak more about it as she will probably be there. Um, well, has to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to hang out with Remy um, and other cool young people that like you, then <laughs> this is the biggest plug I've ever done. Yeah, no, good. I think it's good. Also, like, it's a huge reason to why we started this podcast in the first place. Like, we wanted to bring more queer content to the movement, even though, like, the movement is a small – it is a small – thing in the context of like the world and the wider community um it's trying to offer like you know a opportunity for people to find their people and talk to people that have shared experience within experiences within the jewish community and within the harbour community and maybe that's lacking i think personally i've seen it lacking in certain areas and sometimes in the movement as well so i think that this is a really good point that the movement's at and i think that um this queer space that's being organized is like a great like initiative to kind of further those conversations um, and also kind of just like make it a physical space as well. Yeah, also to the people who aren't in the movement, like, hey guys, I see you, talking to you, still come over, still enjoy these chats, still <laughs> keep on listening. Um, yeah, we're here for everyone. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. I think that Harbo's place in the community, the, the goal is that it spreads and that it manifests within the wider community. So please come. Nice. See you there. Um, okay, cool. The second question, question that we have for you, two. Rookie. <laughs> um, how to respectfully ask someone about their sexual preferences? This is a good one. Also, I'm going to chuck in gender pronouns in there. Yeah. Um, I obviously can't really speak about gender pronouns. I don't feel like I'm someone that equipped but I, from my experience of friends who, um, guys, Matt's making Alia. <laughs> <laughs> Context, Matt just walked in the room. Um, but yeah, anyway, Crazy. question two. <laughs> um, from friends who question their gender, the, it, they are generally quite open to um, answering the question. If you just be like, hey, I'm just wondering what... Uh, pronouns do you prefer to use it's quite a respectful way obviously if you don't come across in an aggressive sense but um usually people would be like oh they're he him or they them or whatever it is um sometimes like she they um and yeah you just kind of adapt to it I find also sexuality I think is a bit different I think you don't like often bring up someone's sexuality it's a lot more private um not that gender isn't private it's just like you would refer to pronouns a lot more in like sentence and in english Mm. um but yeah i think that's a bit tricky i obviously don't i can't speak for everyone for myself i've had that asked many times and i think like there's no correct correct there is no (laughs) (laughs) yeah try again yeah yeah yeah. sorry sorry. there is no like correct way to ask it um but yeah just some people have like i've literally walked in on kitchen on a cap and someone was sitting on the fridge and was just like Ricky, what's your sexuality? I was like, time and place, but let's get into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the place on the fridge. <laughs> on the fridge. Where time and place is actually probably really important. Yeah, I think it's just like if probably not in a public forum. I feel like yeah, um, maybe like if you're like one on one or if you're like on that topic or if you're just using language. I think like just don't assume someone's sexuality. I think what we can take from this, like 
instead of asking a girl, do you have a boyfriend? Assuming that they're straight, just be like, do you have a partner? You know, like those conversations and then it can allow people who are queer to then maybe be like, yeah, I'm actually this or like, you mm. know, usually when you're talking about those kinds of things, people tend to open up and share when you give them the space to do so. Also like explaining that they don't have to answer. Like it's like a really small add-on to the end of the question, but like it provides like the person who's um, going to respond like the space to like not do it and feel comfortable to not do it because you've put that as an option. Yeah. So that like, that's really cool to do. Then that gives them the option. Mm. And also I think to like um, give, like be okay with being like rejected or being corrected as well. Um, and like the, you know, I think it's really important to avoid like defensiveness and like trying to kind of like stand up for yourself in that sense. I think that it's in those situations when you're asking somebody something that potentially is private or triggering or it's just, it's personal, um, that they might not want to talk about it like straight away. Um, I fully lost my train of thought, but what I was basically trying to say is like, be okay with being corrected. Um, you're asking somebody to share something that's personal to them. So I think that it should go by their tone that they choose to set. Um, and I think there's room for growth in these conversations. And I think everybody just needs to be open-minded to those types of dynamics and tones and expectations. For sure. Right. <laughs> Next one. Oh my God. Are you yeah. ready? I'm sorry. <laughs> Question three. Question ready, three. No, 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 no. How? Can. How can how can I how can I be a supportive ally? Well done. Well done. It's a good one. By asking I, that I question. Like hard. Asking that question is literally yeah. the first step. Oh. Guess floor, bigger. The floor's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, the mode on floor is mine. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, just by asking these questions, like a lot of this came from people who aren't necessarily queer that um, during the power course. And so just being like educating yourself is one, um, like learning things, just Google, Google's pretty cool. Um, um, surrounding yourself maybe by queer people. It's really hard to like understand someone's experience that you haven't um, experienced in any context. Um, so I guess like you can do as much as you can obviously you won't know to the extent of what a queer person feels and all those things that come with that um but yeah kind of what i said before about give people that you know that are queer like kind of the space to talk and open up about these things because it's really rare um also at such like a young age i guess now there's been a genera- generational shift where it's a lot more spoken about um but like me growing up like i didn't know if I could speak to friends about it or my parents, mm. like it was really hard. Um, and it wasn't until kind of, I felt a bit more comfortable with myself or like having those small conversations with like close friends and, or meeting other queer people that I was like, oh, I can like confidently cough. Wow, English is not my friend today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't until those conversations where I could then confidently mm. um, openly speak about it. And then like I went on panels and ran power courses and now it's like, mm, Pretty pretty chilling. Thoughts, feelings, concerns, questions, comments. Nice. Nice. I think that a huge thing um, is like giving, as an ally, like giving your queer friends like the floor sometimes. Like give them the floor to like 
speak about their like queer crushes or like this thing this cool thing that they saw on tv that like relates to them or like someone that they met that was really cool and they like want to speak about it because like just in a world where you don't you you don't really understand how normalized being straight is and like it's something that we forget because it's not actively homophobic and it's not like anyone seeing it as like being rude it's just like something that we're so normalized to so like if your queer friend like has something to say about it let them talk about it let them be like mm-hmm. really really excited about something and like go like get them to like get everyone in it like it's a really fun fun topic fun experience like mm. yeah <laughs> no that's definitely a good point i think that space is like very important space space girl no <laughs> stop that um to appeal to the fans cool um so those are the questions that we had to be explored with ricky Thanks for Ricky. coming. Thanks so much for coming. Um, You're welcome. Bye. Bye, Ricky. Bye. Um, thank you, Ricky, so much for joining us today. Um, thank you for sharing your thoughts, your experiences, and your wisdom with us. Thank you, guys. I'm going <laughs> to go eat some pretzels. Woo. Bye, Ricky. Okay. So we have another special guest with us today who's also going to contribute and engage in this conversation today with us. Um, Remy, would you like to introduce our special guest? I would love to. (laughs) So, guys, really big, huge. Huge. We have Elliot Hirschberg. Woo! Um, um, my name is Elliot. Yeah, it is. I go by he, they pronouns. Um, I'm a year 12 student and I'm also a hubbo person. Hubbo person! Yeah, you are! Round of applause for that. Um, yeah, what Shikvah are you in? I'm in Shikvah AR oh. with fellow Remy. Yeah, you are! Star. Represent. Represent. Oh, representation. Yeah. We'll dive into that shortly, don't worry. <laughs> um thank you so much Elliot for coming today. We really Hello. appreciate it. Um we're really excited to talk to you about a lot of different things. Um So, I what we're going to do is we're going to continue with a bunch of these anonymous questions. Um and just continue on this conversation. I think it's just really nice to have different energy, different voice, a different experience. Um Yeah. Cool. So um, we're just going to go back to the sort of question statement thing that we were doing previously um, and just um, hopefully get some good conversation juices flowing. (laughs) 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 Guys, we're sitting, we're sitting, we've got got our tea. Let's clink them. Yeah, ready, set, set, go. go. Oh my God, it just went. (laughs) Yeah, we're having tummy tea that kind L'Oreal whipped up for us. Thanks, Lars. Thanks, Lars. Thanks, Lars. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go ahead and read the first one. Um, so, we sort of have a statement from someone from, um, like, where we got the questions from previously. And that statement was, when I was questioning my sexuality, I thought that if I got a boyfriend, it would all go away, but it didn't. And we sort of um, went further in and, like, broadened the um, statement into something that we could, like, sort of discuss. 
So um, what we whipped up was, um, does being in a relationship legitimise or delegitimise your sexuality? Do you yeah. want to start? I'm happy to. So something we were thinking about um, from this question that popped into my head, an example of this would be someone who is bisexual. So they have a sexual attraction to both genders. However, if they're in a relationship, does their sexuality for the opposite gender of who they're dating, is that valid? And the answer is yes, because your sexuality is more than just who you're dating. So it is entirely legitimate. Um, And there's also like a separation between sexuality and romanticism. So feelings of like sexual behavior compared to like feelings of love and lust. It's like two different things in a relationship and you can actually be sexually attracted to a gender but not romantically attracted to them so there's a split like section within your sexuality of who you romantically want to be involved with compared to who you want to sexually be involved with and that goes with this question of if i'm in a relationship with someone because i really care about them in a romantic sense but not a sexual sense does my sexuality for whatever is that legitimate? Mm. And it's like really hard to think about because thinking if you're in a relationship, you would want to, you know, have like your full experience, but it's not always like that. Mm. Um, but I think it's always legitimate. Your identity is always valid. So that would be my answer to that question. Mm. You have anything to add? Yeah, I sort of have like a weird take on it. And that is that, um, like to flip it on its head sometimes it's just about routine like that's going to sound weird but um, just for an example is I was once in a like queer relationship it was like my first queer relationship and for some reason I was still like like thought in my head and like told people that I was straight and I wasn't like hiding anything like I wasn't like that wasn't me lying to people I just actually was like that's what I thought and for me so that's like that was like what I said my sexuality was, but then my relationship delegitimized me saying that I was straight because that's not me being straight. So like, that's the other way around is that sometimes it's about like the process of you learning your own um, like label or um, even if you don't want to label like what you like, what you don't like whilst you're dating. Cause like you don't just, you know, it's like, it's a journey and it can be a really long journey. You don't just stop dating for that entire period of time. So you got to, do both at the same time and that might cause a bit of like um like miscommunication between who you're dating and what mm. you say you are yeah. no you say, no, you, say it. you really got me there well you already said it no bro you say it no bro um before we move on to the next question we'd just like to put out that obviously this isn't black and white and we're all speaking from our own experiences as queer jews in melbourne such a vibe Um, But obviously everything is subjective to the person and our experiences aren't the same for everyone, basically. So the next question, um, or like statement was, I have a lot of internalised homophobia and I don't know how to deal with it. So something we like brainstormed as a group was representation. And representation is like a very big concept particularly Mm. like the queer universe um 
something when like I hear representation, I automatically think representation in media. It's just like my first thing because that's yeah. how I ended up coming out was through like when I was younger going and seeing two guys kissing mm. on um, in a movie like mm. I'd never seen that before and it was just like a light bulb wow like yeah. I, that's like that's important like that really it like hearing like from me like that actually changes people's lives like I it's it wasn't more a fact of knowing and holding it in it was more just being kind of unaware of it until you see wait mm. there are other people like me and mm. then it clicks so that was like my interpretation of so like to answer the like statement question like internalized homophobia is such a big thing that i don't think it's can be i don't know it's like not fixed it's like mm. your whole mindset has kind of changed about it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um it's also like i yeah i think elliot's right i don't think it's the right um mindset to like deal with it i think it's like a journey and a process for you to like understand why like may you may have those experiences and then to maybe like shift your thoughts and opinions on it but like it's not it's not uncommon like a lot of people have it and it sort of is at fault of um like compulsory heterosexuality which is just like the idea that you know everything's straight until it's not and like straight is the straight cis the default um and like for people to experience something different they like feel invalid and the internalized Mm. homophobia is just like the expression of that and yeah but like it comes from media and representation and i know that i cling to any form of queer representation in the media like i literally cling to it and i make my own little eco chamber like i don't think i've watched anything without a queer couple in it in ages mm. i don't think it <laughs> interests me anymore yeah i feel that um yeah i don't know we have down like school and stuff i think like obviously remy and elliot you guys are at school um i think that representation within schools is something that's like a hard thing i think to discuss and to come to terms with like I know like I can speak from my experience I only came to terms with my sexuality post school um and I do and it's interesting because even in my um year level at school there was actually quite a lot of queer representation um but I don't know if representation necessarily means people literally being confident in their sexuality or does it mean that the environment and the like the institution of a school encourages queer conversation like, you know, where do you see it being most important? Um, I see the representation side of school being, um, like, the students, especially the older students, um, like, utilising the school. And, like, I don't know about... I'm speaking from someone who goes to Bialik, um, like, utilising the school to help um, with their... Like, be, like being representative of the queer community um, and as someone like a school leader it's up to us as like students and especially as like the older students of being year 12s is um, to like help create a spaces so like we're in charge of pride month and we're in charge of like girls night and all these different things that 
um, are really good places for us to start talking about these things. But it, it also comes to the students. Like if you have a lot of um, kids in your year who like don't, um, this just like doesn't interest them and they're not going to do anything about it, then you won't have those spaces in school and that could potentially be um, harmful for years growing up and they won't get to have that exposure. Um, but if you do, then that's a good space for it to be created. And mm. mm. um, my look on representation in school is mainly for like the institution itself rather than the people in it. Mm. Um, I do think that like it's more the culture that defines like the representation as well as and the comfortability in the year level. Um, and the whole school, basically. So, like, if... Because you can't mm. have, like, hope for, like, queer representation in a school because some people, like, there just might not be mm. queer kids. Like, it's... Like, there is a percentage, but it doesn't mean that there are people everywhere. So I think it's more creating a culture where kids know it's okay to be queer and it's normal and it's it's just part of you know, high mm. school, like anything else, um, is more important than, like, hoping for, like, the students to do something. Yeah. In my, like, I think it's more the responsibility of the school than mm. the students, even though the students obviously want to be involved and play their part. But I think it's, it's the school's job yeah. to create, like, an environment for all students to feel comfortable and safe and yeah that should they should be doing yeah definitely yeah. I suppose like yeah I mean with the question of like how to deal with it like I have a lot of internalized homophobia how do I deal with it you know if what would you say to somebody that like maybe is in a school environment like you know would it be to outsource more representation through yeah the types of tv mm. shows that you choose to watch or would it be like demanding more of the school like um because it can be a scary thing to confront but in terms of representation, like, what do you think is good to recommend for people to do? In schools. In schools, yeah. For them, like, it's different for everyone. Yeah. Like, always. This is, like, the thing, because everyone's journey is so different. Yeah, but, like, the physical realisation. It's, like, physically realising what someone needs to get over something. Mm. But I think it's fully up to the person. But, like, I think the best thing in anything is just education mm. and understanding things Definitely. and like having the knowledge to back yourself up and maybe finding like contentment within like knowledge it's yeah. like it's power to have so yeah. it's important 100% yeah I think that would be like the physical thing but mm. also people to speak to is really important and mm. um, yeah. having people that have been through similar things had similar experiences it's like mm. it's good to see also people that have like lived on past that and you can see a future yeah. ahead it's really really powerful like yeah. to see wow that could be me in a few years yeah definitely yeah. definitely very empowering yeah i think it's just it's like it is really hard to confront internalized mm. homophobia like it is um especially if you might not have the resources or the tools so it's like if there are more resources and there is more accommodation then you're more likely to feel like comfortable to do that um for sure anything else to add Remy and I think the last thing is just like it's not like an overnight thing 
Like, mm. I know I definitely still have it. And yeah. it's, like, it's you just got to actively keep on, like, working with it because it's not going to go away ASAP. And it's you can't fix it that quickly. And it's just something that, you know, it's part of the you get to experience this cool life and it's just one of the cons that comes with it. <laughs> sure. Part of the journey. <laughs> the J word. Journey. Journey. Yeah. It is an adventure. It actually is a scary Yeah, adventure. up and down. Up and down, roller exactly. Rollercoaster. Um, down, down, down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one um, is... It says, how to legitimise your sexuality after a long period of confusion. Yeah, so, like, yeah I think that the, what the question is kind of saying is that, like, you know, I think a lot of people go through... Um, a long process often I think a long period of time of being confused about their sexuality um but I suppose the question is asking like how do you get to the point of legitimizing and accepting it um and what does that mean like does that mean talking to someone does that mean like outing yourself and what does it mean to out yourself do we agree with that you know um Um, I can like talk about my experience in confusion and questioning Um, fortunate enough I actually came out only three weeks after I realised I was queer Mm. which is really crazy to think about Um, but basically like I saw some really good representation in the media which got me thinking was the catalyst then from there just research watching movies and whatever and you know doing the little nebbish questioning (laughs) thing then am i gay survey (laughs) exactly things like that um but then like i had a very strong support system which i was i'm still so lucky about Mm. good family great friends um hubber which was a really good Mm. source like to learn about um, identity yeah and so, like, the questioning wasn't that long. It was a few weeks. And then I told my friends, my family, my grandparents, it took a few weeks longer because there's, you know, a bit mm. of apprehension with yeah. older generation. Um, but, like, for, like, the question, trying to go back to, like, that whole... I feel like your sexuality is always legitimate, I th- like think that's just a broad statement. It's always legitimate, but it's ever changing. Yeah. Like it's fluid. So, questioning what you feel like is it's, that's part of the process mm. as well. It's like you you may change, which is also weird to think about. But it's like I feel like legitimizing your sexuality is always right. Like no mm. matter yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ren, how about you? Um, I just, like, there's, for me, there's so much importance in just, like, legitimizing questioning. Like, whether it's your first questioning Mm. of, like, thinking that you might be queer or, like, even once you're already in the queer community. I just think it's so important because I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know about you guys, I don't really hear about people, like, telling me about them questioning their sexuality as much as I do people coming out and like 
maybe for people that outside of the community who don't really have that much exposure don't understand that questioning can come at any time and like I'm, when I told some of my friends that I was gay I some of them sort of had this thing like um oh like you could have told me sooner like I wouldn't have like I mm. wouldn't this, this isn't bad like you could have told me sooner and I was like I yeah but I didn't know either so like I couldn't have actually so I maybe it's like really really important for everyone like inside and outside of the community to understand that like being queer questioning is really really valid for like however long you do it and whenever you start it like it comes at a different time for everyone and also to like talk to people about it I told probably two people that I was queer questioning the entire time Mm. and then when I like sort of realized that it wasn't like a question anymore that's when I started telling people and to me I just I find it so weird that why did I only start people telling people Mm. at the end of my questioning experience also like still questioning but like just sort of as an overview well it's interesting that like um we like I think people maybe like the experience is kind of like if you're queer questioning then you're queer like there's the assumption that if you are thinking about being queer then you must be queer why else would you be thinking about it you know and I think that's a scary step to make because I think people actually understand that they understand that the assumption the perception of their confusion is people like almost already labeling them and that's like really confronting um and it jumps like puts you ahead by like a lot of steps you know if you're if you're someone that isn't ready exactly um to be sure of your sexuality or to voice it at all you know for that to be you know the expectation I think is like a is really daunting and I yeah I definitely just think that like there it should be more normalized to like be confused and to be curious and to explore and that should just be I mean, in, in an ideal world, everybody, you know, would think like that and everybody would explore and think more deeply about their attraction to other people. Um, but that's not kind of the world that we live in. So I think that, like, all we can do as, like, I suppose, like, young people, all that are often around young people is just encourage more curiosity and encourage conversations around it um, and destigmatize what it means to be questioning. What? <laughs> Include that. Not a live audience. It's like friends. You'd have like the actual laughs Laugh, from the audience, but you're putting it on TV. Yeah, yeah. so good. like big bang. Yeah, wait, guys, you have a live audience here. Well, as you can say hi. In the studio. Hi everyone. <laughs> she's having a really good time. Yeah, she's in the studio with us today. She's a coffee woman. Bring us coffee. <laughs> tea. Tell me, team. Anyway, um, cool. So, last one. I know you guys are sad because you wanted to go longer, um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna go. Last one. I'm sad too. Um, cool. What to do if someone comes out to you? Big one. Big one. It sounds simple, but like it's, it's actually really complex. Really complex, and also definitely a sensitive topic. Yes. Um, and by no means are we telling you how to, how to like, respond to somebody that comes out to you. We're just going to speak from our experience and what we think would be a nice thing to hear, such a nice thing to do. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, so, if someone comes out to me as a queer person, this is, like, the first thing I have to think about in my head. I'm like, 
this is a different person, this is not me, because I'm highly open about sexuality, gender, all that about myself. But I need to remember other people have very different boundaries, especially people that are just coming out. It's very different. Um, so if someone comes out to me, like I would ask them who they've told, who they're comfortable knowing, are they like openly out or like what, like I would want to like engage in a conversation and a question in like a nice way, obviously, mm. but just want to get on the same page to make sure mm. that I don't do anything that could harm them. Yeah. Because some people, I remember when I came out initially, I didn't really care who knew. So it was more just people could just say. But some people are still keeping it to themselves. So, like, you wouldn't go around, mm. like, telling people. It's just not yeah. nice and it's, like, really harmful. Mm. Um, so, like, I think, like, engaging in a conversation with someone that comes out to you and, like, really listening to them, getting on the same page would be what I would personally do. Coming from my own experience of, like, already coming out to people, um, a lot of the time when I, you know, came out in, like, inverted finger bends. Come on. Come on. <laughs> inverted commas. Yeah, that <laughs> thing. Inverted bends. <laughs> That's better. Um, a lot of people, like, said, like, you know I still love you and, like, gave me a hug and I, like, literally bowled my eyes out because it just reminds me that, like, you know that they have to say that and like it sucks that it that they have to say that because they would think that I thought different even if I didn't True. like it made like it it made That's me actually yeah. like more sad so I try and do the opposite a few people have come out to me and I and every time it happens and I'm going to continue doing this because I love it I remind them how cool it is like it's a really really cool thing mm-hmm. to experience and like for it to be a part of your identity and I like remind them that like this is something really cool not like yeah, I'm okay with this. It's like, this is really fucking... This is, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, this is really and, cool. And, <laughs> like, you should, like... Like, yeah, it's hard it at some points. But, like, it's a, it's a great thing to be going through. And I'm really, like... I feel, like, lucky to have this route of life. Mm. It's also, like, you feel like you're just adding a member to a family. It's kind of weird, but it's, like... Join the fam. Join the, the community. Yeah, 100%. I think, like, that approach is really empowering and often people that are coming out need to feel empowered. Like, I think it's so it's so refreshing to have that point of view of, like, okay, well, actually what you're going through doesn't need to be super scary like it's often portrayed in film. And, like, it's, it, it is, and pe- that is, like, also legitimate, but it just is also something to be proud of and, like, to be proud that you also are like learning yourself and going to keep learning yourself. Um, but yeah, I think obviously different people need different things and it just really depends on that person's experience, which is kind of what we were saying before. Um, yeah. It also probably helps like going back to like questioning. If, if someone like comes out to you as like quick questioning or like thinking about it, like having that, positive approach probably helps them like create those active connotations of like like positive connotations between like being queer and like yeah themselves because like being like oh it's okay would probably like i don't know make it like be like that's it's like the huge thing you have to relate to and it's like you know 
But like queer questioning people could like relate that positive response and like think about it and like internalize that and maybe it would help their questioning process of being like, you know what, like yeah, this is this is really cool. Mm. And like, yeah, that is something I relate to or yeah have that response to it. Definitely. And I think it's also really important to um be aware of certain like not power dynamics, but potentially that person is coming to you um, with like knowing that you might have gone gone through it or you might have experienced it or you might be out and queer um, and not to kind of like assert like knowledge dominance over somebody and say, okay, well, yeah, you must be bi and blah, blah, blah. And what are you? And this, it means this to be this. And I think being aware that like that person might be at a different stage of like, their understanding of what it means to be queer questioning or be queer um and also to not like force any labels or any pressures around around how they respond and what they say but rather it being a conversation that they might control and flow and you respond to um i like i I like thinking about going back to legitimizing your sexuality I feel like we live in a world where we love titles and boxes. Yeah. So we just, like, give names to everything. And we should be legitimate... Eh, I can't say the word. Legitimising the person rather than their sexuality. Like, in yeah. general, we should be like, 100%. yeah, you're, you're legitimate, whatever you are, rather than, mm. oh, the word straight or the word gay. Like, why do we have to legitimise that when we just be like, you're your own person? 100%. That's beautiful. I know the sort of it when I was reading that. <laughs> Amazing. That's beautiful. Stunning. I hope everyone feels empowered because I do. Great combos. Always feel empowered. <laughs> Always. Every Always. Day. Today I had to tell the whole informal team that I feel fulfillment every day and they were like, no, you don't. I'm like, yes, I do. Oh, you said that on camp as I well. I literally wrote it down in quote marks in my little booklet. I am <laughs> little booklet. Do you have your little booklet? My little booklet. Everybody should I'm get a little booklet. Um, also, please reach out to any three of us if you would like to have more conversations. Um... And if you come to Hubbo or are interested in coming to Hubbo, then please voice that as well because we are opening a queer space Woohoo. this year for senior honeys. So for anyone that is from year nine, in year nine to year 12. Um, and it's just a space for people to come and talk about things like this. So if you'd like to be part of that, yeah. um, if you've never been to Hubbo before, or if you go every week, then please reach out um, and be proud of yourself. Be proud of who you are. Of course. Everyone needs to say something inspirational. Cat people want to be cats, but dog people want their dogs to be humans. Wow. Wow. Um, And Elliot? What is it? Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we capture excellence. Oh. Well, I'm fucking geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You need to say thank you for listening. No, thanks for listening, but also... Thanks, Elliot, yeah. for coming. And thank you for being a part of this and giving everyone thanks. your okay. knowledge. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks, um, Thank you, Laura, thanks, for, for the tea. <laughs> Keep an eye on this space. More to come. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Goodbye. Girls want to play with boys and the boys want to play with girls. And the girls want to play with girls.